0: Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. On this episode, I'm so excited to be interviewing one of our students here at Property Wealth Education, Abby. Abby has been doing amazing things. He joined our mentorship program just July 2021. And just within a short space of time, he's been able to work with a few investors, a few joint venture partners on the pipeline that look into work with him. And he's also just raised a uh, joint venture partner finance to the tune of about £150,000. And I'm just super, super excited to be interviewing him. And we're going to talk about how he managed. To convince a few of his family and friends to work with him on this project that's got up coming in. So without further ado, I wanna welcome Abby, Abby to the Wealth and Business Podcast. Abby, how are you, my man? How's it going?
1: Fine. And you how are you doing?
0: Not bad, not bad, not bad. Good to have you. You excited?
1: I am, of course. Well, you look a bit nervous. I am the first <laughs> time I'm doing this, so I am a bit nervous, but it's okay.
0: A great, great, great. along well. Fantastic. So Abby, for those who don't really know you, so who is Abby? And I mean, is Abby your full name? What's your full name?
1: My my full name is actually Abiyadun, so my surname is Kadri, because of the uh, 9 to 5 life, because I'm in IT, mm. and to make it easier for people to sort of be able to pronounce the name. Yeah. So I just joined into Abiyadun, and my is actually started calling me Uncle Abby. so <laughs> since then, I just uh, started using Abby, really.
0: Great. So you, we share a similar kind of story, right? So I've been in this country now for about... Going to 18 years now. I've been in this country. Actually, this year makes it 18, my 18th year. And my journey started many, many years ago. Just like similar story, like myself and you, where Nigeria, where we're from, it's not what we thought we could make out of it. And we've come to a foreign land to start to better our lives and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: what made you leave Nigeria to come to the UK?
1: Well, it wasn't planned because I used to like come in and go here since I was like a teenager and just come in and go. Uh, my mom used to live here as well and uh, my sister moved here after I her mastered. and some of the things I was in Nigeria was going well but later it wasn't just going well anymore so I just woke up one morning and I told my dad I'm going to the UK and I said have you thought about it before? I said nah. So my own major focus was just to try something different and I chose the UK because I was already used to coming here. Yeah. So I was like, let me just go to the UK and see how it goes. And I was it.
0: Wow. So how did you find that transitioning from Nigeria and settling down here? And how long did it really take you to settle down?
1: It didn't take me much because I was used to the environment for like 10 years. But it was difficult because I didn't have anyone to live with. So I had to squat for a little bit move from one family friend's house to songs like an uncle's house and to my auntie's place just moving around till I actually found my friends it took me about two years to actually say okay I'm the beat settled mm-hmm. then I started aspiring more to better myself because yeah. as we Nigerians, we know what we can do mm-hmm. so I started saying so, okay I need to do something different so I was uh, able to get a job in the IT space and then uh, that's it. Immediately I got that doing that for two years now. I said, okay, you know what, I'm going into property.
0: I mean, you mentioned, oh, as we Nigerians, we know we, what we can do. Some people can take that in the right context or in the wrong context. Yeah. Nigeria has a very massive stigma in terms of people there very corrupt, people yeah. there very this, very that, dodgy, and all this craziness over the internet. Obviously, I've been your mentor now for quite some time. I know you're hardworking in Nigeria. You know, sometimes a lot, you know, people could have ups and downs and stuff like that. So for you, how did you then settle in into becoming an IT professional?
1: My background education, education helped me transition well because uh, I had international business management as my um, master's course. So in a way, I was born into a business family. So. It was just it all made sense to be a business analyst and start going to the tech area of business analysis. And uh, that's how I actually transitioned into that space. So it was more like something in my head, but didn't click. Yeah. And when it clicked, I just went in.
0: So cut long story short, why property? What made you choose property? So you came into this country as a Nigerian. Sometimes we're pretty quick in in adapting. They said, take a Nigerian man in the hole, give him time. He will dig that hole and come out. (laughs) He will not die. He will survive, right? Yeah, of
1: course.
0: (laughs) So you came through here. You didn't get yourself involved in anything that is unlawful. You went to school. You graduated. Then you decided to become a full-time business analyst. And then all of a sudden, or was it premeditated? You just switched and said, you know what? I'm going to be going into property. I'm going to become a property investor. How did you, I mean, why property? And
1: yeah. yeah. Why property is, it goes down back to my root. Because as a kid, uh, my mom was already doing properties. I was a little kid and I was the last born. So I used to follow her everywhere, buy land, resell, houses. Yeah. Just like, you can buy like two acres, cut into plots. Then they would resell. She was the first person I seen doing that. I was like eight or nine. I was like, they even do this. You buy land, you carry it to estates. And apart from that, my sort of knowledge around what is the need and what's the want, mm-hmm. it goes to assets and liabilities. Mm-hmm. Right? So I know property is not a quick thing, but if you want to build a legacy, you want to because I don't want my kids to actually go through what I went through in regards to knowing what they want to do for themselves. So I believe if you can have a generational shift and build something people can continue to build on. And there's nothing that beats property investment. It's the longest asset class, and it's real. We can feel it, we can see it, and we can control it in a way we you know what you're doing. Apart from that, this is actually very funny because I've been a contractor, and I see what HMRs to take from my money. So for tax incentives, the best thing that you can do is property because the government don't provide housing. And if you can be in that space to provide what the government can provide, I think you're going to benefit more tax incentives and you can then grow your wealth and grow your business. So to me, just property.
0: So you chose property because you wanted to utilize the difference between need at once, asset and liability, then you chose property. Yeah. Why did you then need it to get yourself educated in property? Anyone can buy a house.
1: Of course. (laughs) So
0: why did you then need to get yourself educated, get a coach, get a mentor, become a student of property wealth education?
1: Yeah, like I say, knowledge is wealth, right? So when you seek knowledge, then you're an asset of yourself. So I knew that I don't just want to do the conventional buy to let, where people just they got some money, get a mortgage, then rent it out, make some. I wanted something different. I wanted to be a businessman and not play the, the property thing in the old way. Play the property game itself and understand how can I fully transition from just if I'm able to get comfortable with property and just rent out to a tenant. I cannot be the likes of people that actually doing property and they they maximize the potential of a property. So that's why I started researching people in the game, people that are where I want to be. And that's when I saw you doing it. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) This is it. Because they say you want when you want to be something, you need to work with people that are already doing what you want, where you want to be, they're already there. So you need to like go with them. So you're not just playing it small, you're doing it big. And that's how it's supposed to be. And you're maximizing your own potential yeah. and also the potential of everything you're investing in. And that's how I want to do for myself in the future. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not, it's not a doubt. I just... <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So you got inspired by my story and then you decided to say, okay, you know what, I want to do it. This is the right guy to take me from where I am to where I want to go, give you the information and give you the support that you need. And you got started in property. Now, I know you said you got inspired by me and you got inspired, probably also got inspired by many others. What is it that you saw in me, that you saw in yourself that you can become?
1: Oh uh, Well, that's a funny question because it's in two ways, right? First, being in a foreign land and you already know what, People that come of that some of immigrate to this country, what they do, and you identify the difference that now you don't want to do this, you want to do something different. Grace the ladder for yourself, and seeing you come from where I come from doing that no brainer. That was it, that was it. And secondly, apart from that, you were really transparent with the things you were doing your Instagram live, you're showing the process. And that's what, that's what I would do, let me just tell you now, you're showing the raw content, taking your audience from point A to point B, showing the the at least to be in our own uh, terminology, as yeah. an analyst, right? So that was what I want, because you were able to show people, you can do this as well, if you really believe in yourself and you're actually detailing the process. So that was why I was like, okay, man, I have to go with Daniel.
0: It's good. It's good to know, man. It's good to know. And I hope we're able to transform the lives of many others through the simple messages that we share. Now, how hard is it aspiring for the moon, just as you now, as a Nigerian, and as, a, as somebody who has immigrated from a third-world country into, into a Western country like the UK? How has it been? How easy do you think it is in trying to become a successful property entrepreneur?
1: That's very... Will I say that's relative? Because to me it's not. I really don't think maybe because I'm Nigerian or I immigrated, I feel to achieve something in life is not easy, which applies to everyone. And I feel once you can identify that thing you want and how bad you want it? And of course, being an immigrant is harder because you need to sort of get in the system. Yep,
0: get your resident permit. Yeah, get the permit. <laughs> That's the hardest
1: one. Yeah, <laughs> get the permit. Maybe clean the floors for a little bit, do the warehouse jobs, just to like climb and climb. So it's not as easy as someone that was really born here. Yeah. And what I see is that you coming from a foreign place and you know what you're doing? you saw see the opportunities people here don't see. Yeah, and it might be difficult, but I think in this country, there's a good liberation and freedom.
0: Absolutely. And you,
1: yeah, and there's opportunities for everyone. So if you utilise it, I think, yeah, yeah, you can become something. Absolutely. I
0: totally agree with you because, I mean, coming from a country like us, where we are coming from, in the UK, yes, it's not heaven. It's not like... Everything is free, you know. At least there's electricity. There's good roads. There's no head road every now and then. There is no bumps here and there. Unlike Africa, Nepa, which is Nigerian power Authority, still blinking the lights every single minute. We have electricity. And above all, no one is just going to carjack you like that. Whereas in Africa, especially in Nigeria, it's almost like a normal thing for someone to rob your car off you. It's like a normal thing, and you find a car next day, damage something. A lot of other challenges. For example, sometimes it's hard. We go through that sort of really hardship way back in Nigeria. It's hard. Everything you're looking for is so hard. From the moment you wake up in the morning, the sun alone is hard. And just being able to, for me, I escaped. I use the word I escaped from Nigeria at the time because of the things that I went through in the university because. Now, way back in the university those days, if you look too nice, the big boys wants to beat you up. If you dress too well, they want to obtain you. Well such and that's how I escaped from. So, I mean, looking now that you have actually now settled well in and you've only lived here just under 10 years, you've well settled, you're well lived in, you have a great job, you've now chose property as a career, although you've not done any deal yet. How then did you now leverage on the knowledge? that you got from PWE or you're still currently getting from yeah. PWE and being able to now go to your family, your friends to say, okay, here is that what I want to do and can you support me? And what was the mindset and how did they buy into you to support you and help you raise money?
1: Oh, well, I can't really say there was a thing, but like you did tell us during our sessions, tell people what you do. And that's what I was doing. I literally go into shops and just tell, I'm a property investor, I'm new, I'm doing this. I think that comes to your own reputation as a person, mm-hmm. with your family. So if they know, they, like my sis always say, out of all of us, you're the one that takes the most risk. You've always taken risks all your life. So if they see me doing stuff, they sort believe, oh, it's doing it, it's doing it again, let's see. Where he's gonna go. And I was just telling some of my relatives and probably because we he's known me since I was a kid and he sort of believed that I'm not a dabbler and I just don't come and just talk. <laughs> you get know what I mean? So he sort of saw what I was doing and I think in his eyes, I think probably I don't know, it was proud that, oh, he's doing something great and I want to be part of this, his journey as well. So Maybe that's why they bought into me. Or maybe because they know me before.
0: <laughs> so what, what's the mindset of how you were really able to stay consistent? Like you said, you're not a dabbler. Yeah. A lot of people are dabblers. Yeah. So first of all, what is your definition of dabbler?
1: I think people that are not reliable and be shady. They mm. know what they say they're going to do. I think those are dabblers. I think if you say you're going to do something regardless if it's a business or not. If you say, oh, I'm going to do this. Even if, if it's gonna change, let the person know it's gonna change. You're not a dabbler even though it doesn't come through. But giving keeping them informed of what you're doing is to me is as transparent as anything. So I think that's my own definition of a dabbler. You're not reliable. You just probably think for yourself.
0: Yeah, so you overcome, you conquered, you now you started learning about property and What you've achieved is quite big because not a lot of people can speak to a lot of people, friends, family and say, give me this, give me that. And I need to go and use the money to do this or that. But you have been able to go and actually do what needs to be done. What is next for you right now? Now you've raised the money. What is next for you? What do you want to do with the money? How do you want to acquire the property? How are you going to work with the builders? What is the mindset?
1: So early on this year, I wrote top five goals for myself this year, because if you don't think deep, you don't realize how far you've come, regardless of everything, all aspects of your life. So I started to think of, okay, what did I really achieve in 2021? So I wrote them down. So my goal 2022, first is to, that I've raised money, is to put myself in a position where I can leverage on myself to the fullest. And um, first is, uh, Get my first property across the line. But you can't wait. Yeah, yeah. That's the ultimate. Look <laughs> at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate. And um, you know, like the goal converting right to HMOs and uh, getting that across the line. I think that'll that will that that really make my year. And secondly, is to be able to have a sizable amount of audience to my journey that could follow my journey and see what I'm doing and I can be able to give them value. Maybe a, a potential property investor or uh, people that are just interested in property, not really an investor, but they can see value in whatever I'm doing. That's my goal this year. And third is to be able to look back on those two first two goals and tick tick and say, yeah, you've done this. And lastly is to, you know, make you proud as my mentor and uh, make people that believe in me to even give me their money, make them proud and say, oh, he's done great with the money. Now let's go again. That's my goal. So that's the that's, that's things I went down, really.
0: Wow. So for those who are listening right now, like, okay, we kind of get the conversation. Yeah, he's gone to his friends, got to his family. He's raised the money. He's going to acquire his first property or that do a first project. Was there any challenges that you faced?
1: Yeah, of course there is and there's still challenges.
0: (laughs) And also, if you don't mind, if you just want to touch maybe one point on one of the major challenges, I know a lot of people can go out there and say to someone, borrow me 20,000 pounds. Yeah.
1: See, the first challenge was myself. It's like I was fighting myself and my mindset. And that was big, huge. I got overwhelmed. Like you you are aware because I didn't know it's crazy. I just tell someone like, give me £10,000, you're gonna look you crazy. So it was finding myself, like I was finding my own demon to be able to sort of change my mindset and see that it's possible to do it. That was a very big thing and I'm still fighting it, but I think I'm getting better. So it's one of my biggest challenge. But when I overcame that, and I was able to just talk to anyone about what I was doing. It became very natural. So I think that helped me into convincing, not really convinced, but into raising the money and they see finally what I want to do. Mm. So, yeah, I think my first challenge was myself.
0: So right now, for anyone listening who is saying, OK, I want to get into property. I don't have a lot of money. But I need to raise money. Is it possible? Is it real that people do raise money? from friends and family to invest.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm a, I'm an example of that. And apart from my family and friends, I have a potential investor as well that is on the line. What is that called? from work, from colleagues? Yeah, from colleagues okay. that, that recommended me to him. And uh, he, he spoke yesterday and said, yeah, we're doing some this year. So apart from that, and I have many people that have called me within my own network of IT people that call me and say, Abi, I need advice on this. Oh, and I see what you're doing. Oh, I'm interested. Yes, stuff yeah.
0: Great. So Abi, it's been an absolute pleasure on having you on the Wealth and Business podcast. I can't wait to bring you back so we can really deep into the conversation and how the project has been, how your knowledge has been. But it was very important for me to bring you on this podcast because I wanted to just kind of share that Sometimes a lot of people focus on, oh, I haven't done any property deal, I haven't done that, I only just started, I can't raise money. But you here, you haven't done any property transaction yet, or well, you learned the fact that you can go and meet your family members for myself. You learned how you can speak to them. You even brought your investors to one of our projects. Again, the importance of being in a particular network, having a great mentor, would you say your visitation to the sites, to the development projects, would you say that really helped you as well?
1: Yeah, it did. Because they sort of see what, you know, they sort of see what they want to do with their money, like what their money could do for them, yeah. sort of. And see the value in what you're trying to help them to achieve. Yeah. So yeah, it, it did help. It did help.
0: Great. So for those who are listening now, you can hear Abi's done it. You too can do it. So what would you say to anyone right now that's still in doubt that, oh, I can't raise money? What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I think first is, before you even think of raising money, seek knowledge first. Seek the knowledge. Then when you seek the knowledge, then you can start believe you can raise money. And once you believe you can raise money, you will raise money.
0: Believe, believe, believe. Yes. Any other thing you want to add?
1: Just believe.
0: Just believe. Yeah, and have faith. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Abby. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Wealth and Business Podcast and I can't wait to bring you back, as I said before. So for those of you who have just listened and you felt very motivated and inspired by this podcast, make sure you go and follow me on social media. Send us a DM. It's Daniel Moses on our social media handle. Daniel Moses DM. And our website is www.propertywe.co.uk. That is www.propertywe. We're looking forward to hearing a few feedback from you If this podcast has inspired you Share this with a friend of a friend Share this with your aunties, your uncles, your friends Your boyfriend, your girlfriend Just share it, ladies and gents Share it with brothers and sisters Share. Just let everyone know about it Give us a five-star review as well, guys So, yeah, I mean it's been an absolute pleasure having Abby on this podcast, and I, we cannot wait uh, to bring him back again. And also, don't forget, ladies and gents, we have our Property Wealth Awards coming up in November 2022. And also, we have the Wealth and Business Summit coming up in November 2022. Please look out for the space, look at the links. They will be coming out very soon. We have some amazing, amazing, fantastic guests lined up for you. And some great content, some awards in the property industry. So thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast. And we'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Yeah, bye.